Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM right here on VSIN. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And if you had Florida first half against Georgia five minutes ago, you felt like, ah, I can't lose 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, it, within inside of two minutes of football time, that 3 nothing deficit is now 17 nothing, just like that. Yeah, and it almost feels, and I hesitate to say this because whenever you do it, it goes obviously wrong after you make this statement, but 17 points feels like it's enough almost Ooh. for Georgia to win this game. Boy. This just seems like a wrap. It's like, do we really think the Gators are going to get all kind of points now against this defense? And certainly not right now. 17 to nothing, uh, Georgia over Florida. Georgia minus 21 and a half, 40 and a half. Now the in-game total. Let me get a couple halftime prices okay. before we get to Ben here. We were talking about this during the break. 3 nothing BC over the Cuse in Come the on, Carrier Orange. Dome. Let's go. And the Orange right now, minus four for the second half, 24 on the total. Kansas State up 21-5 to five over TCU. It's been all Kansas State in that spot. And then Arizona State does finally get on the board. I thought right, this score was, I thought this score was going to be reversed, them being up 28 to 7. It is actually Washington State up 28 to 7. Arizona State seeing minus nine and a half for the second half, 27 and a half on the second half total. Also still tied down in Morgantown at 31 with Iowa State and West Virginia 10 minutes ago in the game. Great game right there in the Big 12. Let's go back out to Ben Fox. He is over at Mandalay Bay. And Ben, we mentioned Georgia. All of a sudden, look like a snoozer, three zip, bang, bang, couple touchdowns here. Uh, they were taking a lot of the action that you saw today, correct? 
Yeah, and uh, just to put a fine point on that, minus 8.5 was the first half number there for Georgia. So a total of 26, so it looks like it'll stay under that first half total, but certainly kind of a rough beat there for Florida first half backers. A lot of people on Georgia for the full game, minus 14 at BetMGM Books. This was the second most bet side behind Michigan State plus four, which did, of course, cash earlier today, Michigan State winning outright, and the third third most by handle, so total amount of money wagered. So a lot of people on Georgia, obviously, a couple minutes ago, not looking so great, up 3 nothing. Still was plenty of time left. Florida self-inflicted wounds with that fumble and then the interception leading to two touchdowns, 17 to nothing. Georgia right now going uh, just about before halftime here. Okay, very interesting. Uh, ben, and very quickly, you also saw a big play come in on Fresno State, and I wonder, I don't know if it's because of that play, but you've seen that line really start to take off. Ben, what did you see there with, with, the, uh, with the wager and what the line's done since then? Yeah, a $100,000 wager on the Fresno State Bulldogs against San Diego State. Uh, interesting game kicking off later tonight, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, 10.30 Eastern. So if you want to, still plenty of time to get your wager in on that one. I know this is one Matt Humans likes as well. He wrote this up on vsun.com at a pick 'em, which is basically where it was. I think San Diego State was a slight favorite in some places. This is up to minus one at BetMGM Books, actually up to minus two at some other places. So money coming in on Fresno State, again, still under a field goal. Uh, I am on Fresno State for a small amount, just a tiny bit under $100,000 as well tonight. <laughs> so I didn't know if Ben was the better, but I, I believe it is not. Yeah, road favorite here now, Fresno State, the unranked road favorite against San Diego State. I agree with the move. I did not bet this game, but San Diego State, very good defensively under Brady Hoke, uh, now back there for a second stint in San Diego, but a little bit offensively challenged, and you can obviously see that with that total of 44.5. Fresno State, a better quarterback with Jake Hayner. So Bulldog getting all the money. This is a big game in the Mountain West later this evening, and uh, just another update on Georgia and Florida, 17 to nothing. So we talked about Florida-Georgia line. The Georgia portion of that line My is goodness. winning this game. All right, let's check back in with Ben Falks over there at Mandalay Bay uh, before this hour is up. But right now, uh, we mentioned Oregon uh, up right now, still in Colorado, 28-14, but Colorado's showing some signs of life offensively here and Texas Tech is knocking on the door here against Oklahoma. We mentioned these games because obviously college football playoff mm-hmm. is really going to get into focus here Tuesday when those rankings come out for the first time here. And we, we are very curious where these teams will stand. Remember number six, Michigan lost today to number eight Sparty here. So we'll find out that jockeying for position. It is important that Cincinnati slip out of the, out of the first four, even though they're number two right now in the AP so all these teams jockeying for position, trying to put their best foot forward before those rankings come out. On yeah, Tuesday. and you mentioned Cincinnati, and we'll just refer to what we talked about in the break. Obviously, you need Notre Dame. That's their best win by a country yes. mile right now so far. Because Indiana, what you thought was going to be a good win, is not going to look that great at the end of the season. And then you look going into your conference, uh, UCF, the only team in the top 60 in terms of like a Sagarin rating or some of the power rankings. So this is where Cincinnati is going to have to pick it up a little bit uh, in terms of, you, look, you can't lose. You're going to need to what Scott Seidenberg was talking about. You're going to need SMU and you're going to need Houston. So it's like, which works out the best for you? Cincinnati, look, they went and played people. So it's like you want to reward them, but. It's still, they only take four teams. Right. So 
that's what that's what you're worried about i think if if you're cincinnati and that's where you know oregon i don't want to say they're totally out of it but i don't think i think oregon's going to need a lot of help and right now they're leading 28 to 14 over colorado who at least has shown an offensive pulse 28 seconds left to go in the first half couple other quick scores to get updated Clemson has matched their season-high point total against an FBS opponent already in the first half. That juggernaut Tiger offense under Dabo Swinney, 17-13 over Florida State. Clemson minus three, 23.5 the second half total. Minnesota up, also up 20-7 in Evanston on Northwestern. Nebraska 17-14 at the half over Purdue. I think that's why it's fascinating when we had George Reister on earlier in this program, and he says, look, Oregon should absolutely get in over Ohio State if they both have one loss, and, and that game should absolutely matter. And then we have Scott Seidenberg on, has a direct opposite opinion, which says, no, mm-hmm. if those same scenarios play out, they're going to say Ohio State's the better team. This is why these games, style points, are so important as we get closer to November. Well, here's one thing that I think is going to be in undisputed come those rankings Tuesday night. Georgia's going to be the number one team in they're the country. Number, oh, a pick and a six. Uh, N'Kobe Dean off Anthony Richardson. It is now 24 to nothing, Georgia Bulldog. Uh, by the way, this defense pretty good, I would say, Dave. Okay, remember, this game was 3 nothing <laughs> with three minutes to Just go. Just like that. In the first half, and it's now 24 nothing, and we're still not at halftime. We assume they're not going to score in the next six seconds. Mm-mm. But my goodness, 24. Ben mentioned that the first half over under was 25. Mm-hmm. We never thought that'd be close. 3 nothing with three minutes to go in the first half. It's probably going to stay under. 24 nothing right now. They do have to kick it off. So, my goodness, who thought that would ever be that close? You know, it's interesting. We talk about Cincinnati a lot, and their best win, of course, was at Notre Dame. Conversely, for Notre Dame, had they won that game, right? They'd be right in the mix. They'd be right in the mix. But, of course, with that loss, they are not. Now they've got North Carolina uh, coming in to, to take on uh, the, the Golden Domers today at South Bend. This was three and a half. It's trickled up just a little bit to four. The total, again, is a bit surprising. The way Notre Dame's played defense, right? But we know they're going to be without their best safety today. And so you see that number at 62. When you look at the side and or the total, what jumps out to you, Wes? Yeah, and obviously a big total because North Carolina's offense is very potent. We know Notre Dame's defense has been pretty good, despite the fact that All-American safety Kyle Hamilton is going to miss. I think that that's obviously a big loss for that Notre Dame defense. And, All of a sudden, North Carolina, I was talking about this a little bit with a role reversal. They've been favored all season in pretty much all of these games. They were a big disappointment to only be four and three at this standpoint. I think Mac Brown and his guys, even though they lost some good personnel, the NFL thought maybe this is the year we're going to challenge Clemson. Now it's like, is this the year maybe we can hang on and compete with Wake Forest, for God's sakes, who, Mm. by the way, is up 28-0 over Duke and looking to go 8-0 and looking like they're well on their way of doing so. But North Carolina, seeing four at BetMGM, three and a half in the market, there are some threes at uh, uh, what we call faraway places. uh, In uh, non-Nevada jurisdictions, we will call them. Uh, It's starting to be some three show. And I would certainly lean that way with North Carolina. I think... uh, you know, Sam Howell is a guy that's capable of generating a lot of points and a lot of yardage in a hurry. And also with Notre Dame, you kind of thought, I don't know, you were there, Dave. Yeah. Did you think they really outplayed USC or it was really like USC making mistakes? No, USC making mistakes. And again, when you look at USC, you go, boy, you see some NFL talent. I mean, I saw NFL talent on that side. Mm-hmm. I look at the Notre Dame guys and I go, they don't see a lot of 
but not now maybe in the interior on the trenches sure. they couldn't from the skill positions though. But they didn't have like dudes like no. athletes. Like Notre Dame no. always has good linemen and and guys in the interior and a couple good defenders, but they didn't they don't seem to have that like breakaway speed no. receiver. They, they don't, don't have that x-factor skill position player this year and i think that's been evident and i think that's why you see this total uh being up as high as it is at 62 because i think they think that without your best player in the back four for notre dame notre uh, north carolina is going to have some opportunities to run by guys today and i think it could be a, a really good day uh offensively for north carolina who's been a bit of an enigma themselves but yes notre dame is good they're solid they're just not dynamic. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Mm-hmm. And it was evidence even against Cincinnati in kind of a plotting game that they couldn't win. That's the way they win. They kind of wait for you to make a mistake. They rely on their defense. And the offense just, Jack Cohn, don't turn it over. And they feel like they have the opportunity to win that way. So we'll find out if that plays. Texas Tech, very quickly, had an opportunity to get points just before the end of the half. Third down with no timeouts. They throw the ball over the middle. Mm-hmm. Tackled inside the 10. They can't get the kickoff 28-7 oh, yeah. halftime. Sonny Cumbie's first game as a head coach. Now the interim coach was the offensive coordinator. Matt Wells got sent back in from Lubbock this week. So as you mentioned, 28-7 Oklahoma at the half. will get a halftime price on the other side. Georgia, meanwhile, for the second half at BetMGM, basically minus 5.5 for the second half. They're minus 29.5 in-game, 45.5 total. All right, when we come back, we know that Alabama's off this week. They're probably watching this Georgia game and just watching with intent. Are they going to be loaded for bear when they come back next week, coming off the bye? We'll discuss when you come back with us right here, betting across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America, and it has finally gone to the half. Georgia with that lead, 24-0 over Florida. You mentioned it, I believe, at 10 nothing mm-hmm. that you felt like probably enough points already for yeah. Georgia. 24 nothing. You hate to say it's over, but it feels like it's over. I'm not sure if our colleague Brady Cannon's son is uh, still in the stadium at uh, TIAA Bank Field down there in Jacksonville. Uh, might be an early exit for Ooh. those guys, uh, those Florida students and Florida fans. 24 to nothing right now, Georgia. Minus five for the second half, so Georgia minus 29 basically for the end game. Mm-hmm. 20 and a half the total. If you have the over, not necessarily dead yet, and why you're not necessarily dead is because Georgia can score on defense. But that being said, I got to think you're going to see a lot of Stetson Bennett handling uh, yes. handing the ball off and uh, basically just trying to control clock. I think Kirby Smart and his guys know that they have more than well enough points. Uh, 203 yards for Georgia in the first half, 147 for the Gators. But three turnovers already. And people are kind of being on the on the Twitter machine here saying that, well, they shouldn't have started Anthony Richardson. They should have went with Emory Jones. It doesn't matter. It's like it's like the Rock said. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't what matter your what your name is. is. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter which quarterback you have. He's going to get the hell beat out of him by this defense. Yeah, absolutely. And again, very quickly, you mentioned uh, Stetson playing pretty well here instead of Daniels. Daniels was he was able to play today. Would you consider if you're Kirby Smart here, big picture, mm-hmm. do you stay with Bennett? Or eventually, do you, get, do you go to the guy that you think might give you the better chance to win the national championship? I got to think he's going to be more judicious here and probably not go with Daniels. It's like, okay, why do I want to put him out there today and, and you know, get him hurt? Because, look, Florida looks like they're well on their way to taking a butt whooping right. here. 
and they're going to be salty and going to be wanting to take shots. I don't think you put Daniels in there. Maybe save him for uh, Missouri coming in next okay. week. And that's a good game to really get himself some confidence, by the way. I mentioned their defense. By the way, Missouri is in progress. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's still close on his money line. 17-14 right now. Tigers about six minutes left okay. to go in the third quarter. But the Vanderbilt Commodore is absolutely live. And look, that's a perfect opponent off this game for Georgia. It's like we can do what we want against this awful defense that gives up about 500 yards a game. And then you look, Georgia, probably the only biggie I would say that maybe even reposes much of a threat would be Tennessee on the road in Knoxville on November 13th. That is a Vols team that is 4-4 four and four on the season. I think when Hendon Hooker plays quarterback, they can score points. I don't know how much they can stop anybody. I don't think they're any match for Georgia, but that would be kind of the trip-up spot because Georgia will roll through Charleston Southern. They'll roll through Georgia Tech. I agree with Jeff Jarrett. I think that path to Atlanta uh, – Pretty clear for the Bulldogs. I just saw the fact you said I agree with Jeff Jarrett. That's why you have to watch. Well, make it be, because I don't want to get hit with that guitar again. Right over the head with it. So again, and Jeff Jarrett again put these plays on Twitter out there too. Uh, he said the only game he flip flopped on was the Ole Miss Auburn game, and this one feels like a tough one to handicap. But Wes, when you look at this game here and Ole Miss right now getting three on the road at Auburn. How do you break down this matchup? Yeah, and it is three pretty much across the board right now. He did uh, flip to my side because I am on the Auburn Tigers yep. as a uh, small money line favorite. And and for the reasons I mentioned earlier, this is an Ole Miss team. And, and I'm going to take this because I want to explain this in the context and we got some time in this segment to get it in. This was something I heard, and it, it's based on the NFL, of course, but I think the principle still applies. From our colleague James Salinas, who follows us on the uh, Pro Football Betting Blitz right here on VEASAN with Brady Cannon, and James Salinas brought this up with the Baltimore Ravens okay. last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. When he talked about when you have so many high-energy games in a row, like Baltimore, remember, had that OT loss against the Raiders. Yeah. They had the uh, comeback win over Kansas City. Then they had the 66-yard record-breaking field goal by Tucker to get by Detroit. Then you beat an undefeated Denver team on the road. Then you had to come back down 22-3 to against the Colts. Then you whipped the Chargers, who everybody in the media was falling in love with yeah. that week. You eventually run out of energy. You eventually kind of run into a wall. When you play so many of these high-leverage games, hmm. you ran into a wall, and Cincinnati was able to put them away, and you had a team with something to prove, and Cincinnati absolutely did. Kind of a little bit of a similar principle here with Ole Miss. Okay. You got four straight emotional high leverage slash high energy games. Go face Nick Saban on October 2nd. That's Lane Kiffin's mentor. You lose 42 to 21, even though a lot of people thought, okay, this year Ole Miss going to hang with Alabama. And Nick Saban said, not so fast. Uh, get on my level because you can't get on my level. And then they go rebound from that game, play against Arkansas. It's an absolute shootout. 52-51, to 51, Arkansas goes for two. Ole Miss, uh, they don't convert, so Ole Miss gets a stop, barely hangs on. And then on October 16th, they go to Tennessee, 31-26. to 26. It's old Lane Kiffin's return to Knoxville, where uh, he, he's, uh, he's very popular there in Knoxville. You talk about a heel. <laughs> oh, he is boy. the ultimate heel in, in Knoxville is Lane Kiffin, as, as the uh, condiments being thrown on the field really a lot showed. Uh, a lot of mustard, ketchup, relish, mayonnaise, you Yellow. name it batteries, whatever, they were thrown on that field. But nevertheless, Ole Miss got out of Knoxville with the win. Then they have the Eli Manning jersey retirement mm -hmm. day against LSU, who, you know, that's a rival, and yeah. they just fired their coach. So it's like, okay, are we going to rally around, send Coach O out a winner, and Ole Miss pulled away 31-17.
Now you've got Auburn, and I think that it's like the motivation is going to be there tonight for Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. But do you got enough gas left in the tank? I mean, you've got it mentally, but do you have it physically? And I think Auburn coming off that bye week after they had those high leverage games where they had to have that comeback at LSU, then they had to face Georgia, and then they had to go on the road the next week against Arkansas. Now I think you got an Auburn team coming in fresh. You've got the 11th-rated passing defense in the SEC, that being Ole Miss, and Ole Miss even a little bit weaker against the run, especially on first down. They're giving up 4.91 yards of carry. Right. Meanwhile, Auburn's averaging 6.48. Now, Ole Miss could get those receivers back, so you might see a little bit of buyback late on this team if Jonathan Mingo and Braylon Sanders have been cleared to go, but the offensive line has been banged up. Corral's had to be a little bit more freelance. Auburn's uh, 5-0 and the last five in this series, so I think Ole Miss is rebound to get off the schneid there, but I do like the Tigers here. I just think that they're the fresher team. I think that first down rushing stat could very well matter tonight mm-hmm. because if you keep Matt Corral in that big play offense, it's one of the best in the country off the field, and don't give him the ball for very much in time of possession, you can win this football game. So I do like the Auburn Tigers as a small home favorite. Let's stay in this conference as we go buy, sell, or hold in the SEC. Based on what we've seen today and what we expect to see tonight, as you just broke down between Auburn and Ole Miss, Ole Miss is 51. So is Auburn there at 51. They'd have to run the table, beat Ole Miss, and certainly in the Iron Bowl against Alabama. It really is the top two, though, that is the most intriguing to me by far. Bama at plus money, okay? Now, again, you understand why Georgia is the minus-140 favorite, but right now, look, they're still gonna they going to play more than likely in the SEC title. Mm-hmm. So it's really going to come down to that game. So would you tell me that I could interest you in Bama at plus money? That's essentially saying I'm going to get them at, at plus money to beat Georgia in the SEC title game, right? Well, uh, maybe not so much here because I think when you look – at, at what's going on with the Georgia schedule. I did mention that pretty darn clear path after you get through today. Sure. Meanwhile, if you look at Alabama, so not maybe, saying, okay. their path is a little bit less clear. They're going to be favored, and obviously, every game. They're going to be favored over Coach O and LSU next week. Then you get that out-of-conference game that you usually get with these big-time right. SEC teams late in the season Another that's a guarantee week. you give somebody a million bucks to come in and get the hell beat out of them. And that would be New Mexico State and probably more than a million bucks oh considering boy. Alabama football's got some money last I checked. But then you get Arkansas on the 20th oh. at home, and this is a spry team that Sam Pittman has with the Razorbacks. Uh, already beat Texas A&M, already beat Texas, so they've got a couple good wins. And then, of course, Thanksgiving weekend on Saturday, you're going to have the Iron Bowl where you got to go down to Jordan Hare and play Auburn, who we'll see how, you know, tonight I think will determine a lot how much is Auburn back or how really close are they? Alabama's got more landmines than Georgia right now. So, you know, plus 110, not, not, enough, uh, not enough skin in the game for me to get involved. But then again, it comes down to Georgia, to your point, up 24 nothing at halftime here against Florida. They're going to run the rest of the table. They're going to be huge double-digit favorites the rest of the way until they get to Alabama. So essentially, you're saying minus 142 beat Bama to win the SEC title, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So... Yes, I, I totally understand your point. I, I We have to think that Bama's going to run the table to yes. get there, right? Yeah, you would think. They're going to be favored to do so, but I, I don't think it's as clear-cut as Georgia. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, again, that's why you're seeing Georgia right now, the small favorite at minus 140. 
Alabama, you won't see them at plus money just about anything. You're getting them right now to win the SEC. When we come back, Aaron Moore, professor of journalism at Ryder University, is going to help break down the Heisman Trophy picture. Maybe got more cloudy today, or maybe a little bit more clear. We'll discuss when you come back with us. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have some great news for our Colorado based VSIN fans. We've partnered with Altitude Sports Radio and starting Monday on all of your favorite VSIN shows, including this one, they can all be heard live on Altitude Radio 950 in Denver. That's AM. We are extremely excited about this partnership that brings VSIN to a great sports city with a growing audience of sports bettors. Tune in to hear all your VSIN shows live on Altitude Radio 950 AM in Denver starting on Monday. Boy. If you are trying to figure out the Heisman Trophy landscape today, and Wes, we try to do that each and every Saturday here betting across America, I don't know if it's cloudier. I don't know if it's clear. Let's, let's bring in a smarter guy than me, at least. Murky, I It's murky be at best right now. Aaron Moore, professor of journalism at Ryder University and a VEASAN football guide writer for us. And Aaron, what did you make of that wild game today in East Lansing where I know that if it was like a golf analogy, it feels like moving day. Right, and certainly for Kenneth Walker, he moved all up and down, well, up this board here with his five-touchdown performance today. What do you make of that game, and what do you make of his realistic Heisman Trophy candidacy now? Well, thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate that. And I'm going to say it looks clearer, and as crazy as it sounds, Walker's big day, like it is a golf tournament, and he was in 25th place, and all of a sudden now he's going to be in one of the leaders come uh, Sunday. I think it makes it clearer because he was one of those players who was on the fringe. He was in that middle area. So what happens, much like golf, is he's up there now, and you're going to see some pushback, people coming down. And Walker's performance was so good, and the amount of public reaction to it you see on social media, you see the odds changing, that clearly Kenneth Walker got better's attention He's got the sports media attention, and that's certainly going to create a lot of momentum for him. And you look at Michigan State, of course, their schedule. Look, they'll got kind of maybe that trap game against Purdue because everybody's already pointing to that game on the 20th against Ohio State mm-hmm. with another Heisman candidate at 5-1, to one, now C.J. Stroud, now Kenneth Walker at BetMGM. Another adjustment down to five to one because wow. it went from sixteen to twelve to six to now five. Wow! So he is now the code third, third choice behind Bryce Young, who's by week for Alabama, and then Matt Corral, of course, who will go against Auburn tonight. Uh, we also did not see, we haven't seen much movement. I, I thought this would have dropped down, even though he had a very good day. Kenny Pickett ten to one. Aaron, do we put that Heisman campaign for Kenny Pickett to uh, bed as of this afternoon? Yeah, you know, this is not Dan Marino. There's no Heisman in, uh, or talk of Heisman anymore in Pittsburgh, Tony Dorsett. It, it's not going to happen. He was a great story, and I think when we look at it from a betting perspective, we want someone outside the SEC. We want to get behind a Kenny Pickett because of the odds, because of this idea we're looking at the system a little bit different, and we have a broader view than just the SEC. But unfortunately, how can Kenny Pickett get back into the conversation 
after his team loses to Miami. The, the idea which I like to look at and I'm writing about for Point Spread Weekly this week is you have to get a boost. Mm. And unfortunately for Kenny Pickett, he got a boost and it went in the wrong way because what else now can Pittsburgh do to get back into the conversation? Yeah, I don't think there is much they can do to to do just that, Aaron. And again, it's interesting when you look at the – the physical Heisman Trophy itself, right? Mm-hmm. It's a running back stiff-arming a guy, yeah. right? It's the famous pose. But, Aaron, it feels like there's been a stigma with running backs. Even though running backs do sneak in and win the award here and there, you mentioned Tony Dorsett going back to the 70s. I'm an old Cowboy fan here, Aaron, so that was music to my ears. But it's not a running back award anymore, right? It's become predominantly a quarterback award. But with Walker's day today, and we always talk about this, and I think you do this better than most, Aaron, you talk about that public narrative, right, that Twitter narrative that gets out there and kind of seeps into the mainstream. Has he done that enough uh, today with that performance here that as long as he keeps putting up 100 yards here going forward, is he the clear favorite to you now, even though he is a running back and there is still, it seems like, it feels like a stigma associated with that position? Well, I'm going to take a a wishy-washy answer here. I think he's the clear favorite from a running back standpoint, and that gives him a big separation from both of the Robinsons, that now he has that narrative for himself. As you just mentioned, you're going to start hearing stories and reading articles about can a running back break through this? Can there be a Derrick Henry type running back? So Walker is going to have that conversation to himself. It's not Walker and A, B, and C in that conversation. Mm. The conversation is Walker running back and add in your two or three quarterbacks most likely young would be one of them as well as Stroud. And here's the thing too, speaking of the quarterback position, you look at Matt Corral and obviously they've got another showcase game tonight uh, against Auburn here coming up to uh, not too far off in the distance here, Aaron, can Matt Corral do anything else to get back into this conversation? Because again, it almost feels like he's already slipping off the first page, if you will. Yeah. And I, I, I'm the way I look at the race right now is trying to handicap it. I'm taking Corral almost out of the conversation because he's in that three-to-one ballpark right now. Ole Miss had the big win, the mustard game, as you were talking about. <laughs> um, they, they did well, but Corral's odds are still in that three-to-one range. In the last two weeks, they've edged up a little bit. So if you look at it, what I like to say, the boost potential, if Corral is winning, if the Ole Miss offense is doing as fantastic as it is, and he's not moving in a positive direction, at least for his case, then what else can he do? And, and I think those trickling of odds that keep adding up, adding up, are an indication that the voters, the bookmakers, just don't think Corral can break into that conversation. So from a handicapping standpoint, I'm kind of moving him off to the side. Yeah, Aaron, I agree. It almost seems like he is a little bit dead on the board, despite the fact that he's three to one or five to two. And maybe a lot of that is because bookmakers don't want to move him back up. They don't want to take too much exposure because he was the buzz candidate. You guys remember when he was like Mm -hmm. around 20 to one. And I'm wondering if there's going to be a new buzz candidate. Obviously the secret is out about Kenneth Walker. Now maybe a little bit late to the party if you were wanting to get a big number, but let me bring one more to the table here. And that being one Caleb Williams, who I'm seeing now at 14 to one at BetMGM. Williams, by the way, today, 17 to 22, 306 and four touchdowns. I believe no turnover so far today for uh, Williams. And he's taken over for another guy who was a Heisman favorite, or at least one of the front runners Mm -hmm. early in the season. And Spencer Rattler, 
14-1, Caleb Williams, Oklahoma, still undefeated. They're going to be favored in every game, even though they have some challenges down the stretch. But, Aaron, uh, how seriously would you take Caleb Williams' uh, candidacy here at 14-1? I'll, I'll be honest, and I'm not taking it serious at all. And I look at it how bookmakers are viewing Caleb Williams versus how potential voters. Potential voters are going to see he wasn't the starting quarterback. It took a few weeks. Um, he, he's got less of a body of work as the other players that he's going against for the award. The bookmakers on the other side are seeing his name be talked about a lot. There's a lot of buzz. There's going to be a lot of public players who say, geez, I'm interested in college football futures. I want to get aboard. Here's Caleb Williams. He sounds like a Heisman player. He's on this high-powered offense. He's an Oklahoma quarterback. I know they do well. So I think you're getting public betters essentially trying to jump on a bandwagon, and that's good for bookmakers, but I don't think voters are going to value him as much as these public betters are doing. All right, we've got a couple more minutes here with Aaron Moore, professor of journalism at Ryder University. And Aaron, uh, this week's article on Point Spread Weekly what do you have for the readers this week? Well, I'm looking at the, the remaining portion of the schedule and who can get a boost. And if we look at it for Corral, it's very, very difficult for him to get a boost. A boost in terms of what I like to say is the conversation of college football that bleeds into Sunday, bleeds into Monday, and can get in the NFL chatter. So for a guy like Bryce Young, just being – in Alabama is going to keep his name in the conversation. Here we are. His team is off this week, <laughs> and we're talking about him. So uh, that, that type of boost, and I think the boost that is out there and the players that can still have those last four weeks push into a deeper conversation are Bryce Young, Stroud, and Walker. Those guys are going to have the ability to keep the conversation going after their game. Dave, we were talking about that too when we were comparing Alabama and Georgia in terms of buy, sell, or hold in the SEC. Georgia really doesn't have a lot of landmines down the stretch, and Alabama still does. Alabama's mm. going to get games against Arkansas. They're going to get games against Auburn. Both of those teams will probably be ranked. Uh, LSU, it's still a name, even though it's not vintage LSU down in Baton Rouge. And to Aaron's point, Alabama, Bryce Young has a lot more showcase games, and that's why I think he's still your betting favorite. And that's why you got to check it out. Vison, a football guide writer here. You can check out Point Spread Weekly. Aaron Moore always does excellent work there. Aaron, always appreciate the time and the information. Teach up those kids at Ryder University for us. <laughs> I'll do my best. Thanks All right. for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thank Great you, talking Heisman Trophy with Aaron Moore. Uh, very quickly, it looks like Georgia got turned away. Still 24 nothing mm -hmm. here midway through the third quarter. Final score down in Morgantown. Alexa, play Country Roads, Take Me Home oh! from John Denver. The Mountaineers, 38-31 to over Iowa State. Wow, a bit of an upset there. Iowa State about a seven-point favorite pre-flop. When we come back, there's some other big games still to talk about here, including how about uh, Ohio State? Will they roll against Penn State? We'll discuss when you come back with us right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. 
United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Discover what winning feels like at BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at a very easy 100 bucks. Register using the code VSIN100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on any college football game and either team simply scores a touchdown. No matter what your gridiron game is, BetMGM is always ready for all the action. Enjoy parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on any college football game and either team scores a touchdown. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, new customer offer, paid and free bets, eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds wrapping up betting across America. And right now, as we look up, Georgia still sitting all over Florida, 24 nothing right now. You made the point of 10 nothing. You thought the game was over. I think you're right on. Six and a half to go there. Clemson up 17-13. Remember, they were laying, I believe, 
nine mm-hmm. against Florida State. So Florida State net right now still within that number. Again, Clemson is not covered yet this year. Let's see if they can get it done today. Oklahoma up big on Texas Tech, 31 to 7. Yeah, 30 and a half for Oklahoma at Bet MGM, 58 and a half on the total. And then a couple other ones uh, we will sneak in here. Still 28 7, Washington State over Arizona State. Washington State now about 14 point favorites at Bet MGM. Thought that score would be reversed. It is not. Oregon just now in the end zone now. Third quarter, 946. No prize because point still pending. About to be 38 to 14. Also, Purdue and Nebraska in a dogfight midway through the third quarter. Cornhuskers 17 to 14, minus three and a half at BetMGM, 52 and a half on the total. And your Q's now pulling away from BC 21 to six here, Whoa! very late in the third quarter. Uh, that does surprise me. If you saw my shocked look while you were reading those updates, it was because Florida was getting on the board with a chippy field goal. It was missed. And then the, the cutaway shot of Dan Mullen was the same as mine. Like, like how that was world, that was that was in, the old white flag though because he's like I know we can't I just want come points. back. Give us some points. <laughs> he's like I know we cannot come back in this game, and I don't want to get shut out by Kirby Smart. And look, there's almost like the karma there, man. It's like okay, you're trying to avoid that shutout, and you attempt that field goal, and of course the uh, football gods don't let you make it. To your point about that, and again, I get the idea. You don't want your kids to get shut out, and get, you're right onto that. But you're right. If you're thinking about winning the game, you're only three scores back. I know it's a long shot. It's Georgia. But are you trying to win the game? Because mm-hmm. if you were, you would have gone for it. And that's, I think, your overall point there. Down 24 nothing. Obviously, do the math. Six plus two, three times. Yeah. But they didn't try to do that, so they missed the chippy field goal. And I'm just as shocked as Dan Mullen. <laughs> Let's go back out right now to Ben Fox. He is over at Mandalay Bay. And, Ben, what's the shock and awe over there after the Michigan State-Michigan game? Has it been calm for the last couple hours over there? A little calmer, I would say. A lot of Georgia fans, so we mentioned that was the second most bet side, right? So a lot of happy fans, I would say. Happy fans from earlier with Michigan State covering as a four-point underdog. And happy fans right now is that second quarter was just a wave, guys, as we were covering on air live, where it was 3-0 Georgia. All of a sudden, the blink of an eye, it was 17 nothing, And then all of a sudden, it was 24 nothing. <laughs> And uh, it doesn't look like that's going to relent at all. So people certainly happy over here. And uh, UFC as well on one of the big big screens as well. So keeping an eye on everything over here at Mandalay Bay. Well, a lot of, a lot of uh, happy fans to see Glover share the old man, uh, become the new light heavyweight champion. At 42 years old, Glover Foreman. Come How on. about that? Age is just a number. Ben, we always appreciate you every Saturday here. Thanks for doing Yeoman's work over at Mandalay Bay. We'll see Ben tomorrow on the Green Zone. Wes and I will be doing NFL for you for seven hours straight on Sunday. Those are always a lot of fun. But let's talk a little bit before we wrap up this show about Ohio State and Penn State because I always listen to you, Wes, and you say, look, I might not have the best number here if I'm a backer of Ohio State because the number got pushed up a lot as the week went on. But you also don't want to be in front of that bus or train that mm-hmm. is Ohio State right now. No, I, I really don't. And, and, and look, <clears throat> the line has been moved up. I think it was 15 and a half, now 19 and a half. Pretty much market consensus. Of course, Penn State comes off that history-making nine-overtime loss as 24-and-a-half-point favorites to Illinois. So immediately you knew they were going to get bet because, against because of that. Right. But also Ohio State, they're just just stomping mud holes and walking them dry like they did to my Indiana Hoosiers last Saturday night. And yards per play margin, Ohio State number one in the country, 3.57 yards per play better 
than their average opponent. That It doesn't seem like you see that number. It doesn't seem that big if you don't know those stats very well. That's a huge discrepancy when you're looking at that. You go to their win streak. Ohio State now averaging 58 points a game. C.J. Stroud, 14 to nothing TD to interception ratio. Sean Clifford, boy, he did not look very healthy no. last week. I, I don't know if he's even near 100%. He's kind of gotten it out right now. And that defense got ran through by Illinois last week. Illinois got 300 yards on this team. The same Illinois team that lost at home to Rutgers today. Mm. The same Illinois team, by the way, that was a home underdog right. to a Rutgers team that had lost four straight and then came off a bye week. So, six, you know, 15 and a half, 16 and a half were basically the opener. I don't want to chase a bad number just because I don't like practice. But even Paul Stone, who is usually somebody as a pro better, gets the best of the number. Paul's betting these openers on Sunday afternoon when they come out. He even said, you know, even at this point, I'd still lay it, and I can't disagree with him. Wow, Marvin Mims, by the way, back in the end zone, another deep shot here. So for Mims is a two-hit wonder. He's got uh, this two is hits why I'm hot on this Saturday. So 37-7, <laughs> Oklahoma looking like Oklahoma again. And I kind of just keep looking, and I see Oregon up big, big right now, 38-14 on Colorado, and that's why we bring this up. And so you see that line move with Ohio State. They are taking note of what Oklahoma, undefeated mm-hmm. Oklahoma, is doing, what one loss Oregon is yeah. doing, the only team that they lost to this year. You know. These these games do matter, and style points are in effect. And I tell you, not a moment too soon for Oklahoma because we've been uh, we've kind of been waiting for Oklahoma this year. It's like, okay, when are they going to you know kick the dog willies out of somebody? It looks like today is the day with Texas Tech. Uh, you know, and usually that's a good angle too, sure. especially in different sports, more on the professional level. When you get, when a coach gets fired, usually the player's kind of like, eh, well, we've been playing lousy. Coach ain't going to get fired if we're playing lousy. So usually that's kind of a good angle, like in an NHL or in the NBA or even in Major League Baseball in the short term. Not so much today because Oklahoma finally getting like a big sizable win because they have not had big wins no. this year. Save for that game against, I think it was Western Carolina, where they won 76 enough, and Western Carolina is an FCS school, but against a legitimate team, and, and look, Texas Tech is 5-3. and three. Yeah. I mean, they're not an atrocious team. They had a really bad loss that cost Matt Wells' job over on Monday morning, but still, finally an impressive win for Oklahoma. Oklahoma is absolutely going to be in that top four when those CFP rankings come out Tuesday night. And, and when those rankings come out on Tuesday, Wes, and you and I will have a lot, a lot of time to digest them, obviously, uh, certainly on the Lombardi line on Tuesday, and also uh, certainly on this show next week on Betting Across America. But I, I want to just the eye test that we're, we're getting to here, and this is where it gets subjective, where the numbers, you can't really break it down by just the numbers for the college football playoff. Cincinnati, okay, looks like an easy win if you just look at the score, but the eye test, they weren't that impressive. They didn't mm-hmm. cover their number today, right? So, But they are still undefeated. Oregon, we're seeing the big numbers that they're starting to put up that they did lose at the farm against Stanford weeks ago, right? I just wonder how this eye test is going to match with the numbers, and by that margin of victory, does matter. And, and that's why I did ask Scott Seidenberg in the last hour. I was like, is there a possibility this team's not in the top four? I still think they're probably fourth because I don't think that Look, I don't think the committee, there's political ramifications here. They don't want to come out and not have Cincinnati because here's what's going to happen. Herbie and all the guys at the studio are going to be like, what more do you want these guys they to do? They win all they're their going, games. And they're going to beat the drum. It's like uh, 
Dickie V, who, by the way, we wish well, yes. uh, you know, dealing with uh, cancer treatments right now. But Dickie V, always on the NCAA tournament selection show nine. What about the little guy? What about the little guy in Cincinnati, at least in college football, being in a non-power five is the little guy. Yes. So you don't want to necessarily have them out of it. It's like you want to keep that intrigue that, okay, they're still going to have a chance. But I can't see Cincinnati rated ahead of Georgia or maybe oh. maybe even Alabama. I And I think maybe Ohio State, if they went, you know, or Oklahoma, one of those teams are going to probably be out. So Cincinnati's kind of going to be hanging by a thread at four here. I, You know, and again, I root for chaos. I want Absolutely. chaos. I, I love this. But I am not for expansion. I do not. Four, it's a good number. I think every single year that we've had the college football playoff, have we ever left that West and gone, oh, I don't think the best team won? No. Yeah. The best team is always borne out at by the end of the year in a, in a two-game college football playoff to get to the championship game. That's yeah, the right Yeah, we got system. rid of this BCS yes. and multiple poll stuff. So usually the champion is a deserved national champion, at least. I'm off my high horse. This is just about 20-second rant. That's all that was. Uh, really appreciate Wes as always. Tomorrow. Ben Fox, Paul Stone, Jeff Jarrett, Roxy Bernstein, uh, George Ryder, uh, Reiser, uh, Mike Peranio, Scott Seidenberg, Aaron Moore. We had a great show, as always, right here, Betting Across America. James Sweetis and uh, Brady Cannon standing by next to cover you in the NFL. See you tomorrow. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.